Hey everybody, this is Jordan with the Crohn's Veteran Podcast. Uh, uh, thank you for joining me today. I am I am joined by my amazing co-hosts, Renika Wood and CJ Cabrera. How are you both doing today? Excellent. Doing great. Awesome. You know, thank you, thank you. And, and we are we are honored and grateful to have an amazing guest, Dr. Sevi uh, Bessie Devon. She is she is here to talk uh, holistic Crohn's and and all kinds of cool stuff. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing great, Jordan. How are you? Nice to meet you. Ever nice to meet everyone here, CJ, Renika. Yep, nice, nice to meet you too. Well. Doing well. Doing, doing well. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for joining us. We, you know, we've um I, we've been talking for a little for a little while, and um I actually just moved to uh, Las Vegas, and so you know we had planned to talk to you before that, but it just things and things didn't work out. So I'm just so so happy that so that, you know, that you're here today, and um I just want to get right into it, and so. Now, if you could uh, you know, tell them, they tell our audience you know, a little bit about who Dr. Selby is. Absolutely, my pleasure. Um, so, yeah, as you might have guessed, I'm a medical doctor, but um, I think more importantly than that is the fact that I'm a Crohn's disease patient myself. I was diagnosed about 25 years ago, and um, before I finished college, I had two major surgeries. I had an ostomy, and I came near death twice. Um, yeah. It was a lot. And still, that wasn't enough for me to have my wake up call. I was still, you know, just really stubborn about my treatments and, you know, like having different medications and the side effects because I just wanted to get to medical school. I just wanted to become a doctor. I didn't really care what the cost was. And so I just pushed myself to the nail. Right. And it would take not just multiple medications and side effects, but also about probably four or five more surgeries and me hitting rock bottom, losing my career losing my health and realizing that I was not willing to lose anything else to this disease mm. for me to finally turn back around and say, uh-uh, I'm not doing this anymore. There has to be something I can do. And stepping outside of the box of you know traditional Western medicine, what my training could teach me or what my doctors could offer me and exploring alternatives. And then slowly over time, starting to get myself healthier, like really truly deeply healing, which took time. And then eventually I was able to get to remission um, and then I started living life and then I was like, oh my gosh, there's a whole life that I didn't even know existed. <laughs> I could leave the house. Like I could meet friends. I could go to a restaurant. I'm like, shoot, I could travel. Like that was never on the radar before. Um, and then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Like what if other people could have this too? How do I do this? So I went to school, believe it or not, for health coaching, because I saw how much more of an impact I could make as a health coach than as a medical doctor. Cool. As a doctor, I got 10, 15 minutes with a patient to talk to them, treat, diagnose, you know, prescribe and send them on their way. As a health coach, I have like a good hour every single week to create change and start creating a trajectory. Um, and so for me, that's just so much more rewarding. And so now I work really closely with women with Crohn's to help them to soothe their guts naturally so that they can regain their energy, regain their confidence and finally enjoy life. Wow, that's awesome. Tonika, go ahead. Yeah, I'm saying that was awesome. Um, just hearing your, your, like your journey, and you know, you were on the journey of becoming a medical doctor and also having uh, ear about inflammatory bowel disease, I'm, I'm sorry. Now, I know you have a different approach to your medical regimen. What type of feedback do you provide to your clients that you work with who was going through these same challenges that you, you possibly have been through? Like what kind of feedback and support do you give them? Um, well, I draw on all of my resources, right? And so 
um, which is one way that my experiences as a patient have come in really handy too, because I can relate. Mm. Um, and I can also kind of decipher through the medical jargon, right? So if they bring either a test result or my doctor said this, and what does this mean? Like I can help translate all of that, which makes life a lot easier for them. Yeah. Um, so they know when to be concerned, when like, you know, there's room to groove around with, you know, that sort of thing, right? Say they come to me on medications. I want to reduce my medication, but my inflammation is all the way up here. Okay, we need to talk about that. You're not jumping off your medications tomorrow. There is a way to do this, you know, um, that sort of stuff, right? As opposed to someone who might be newly diagnosed with very low inflammation, they're doing okay. We have more room to play around with more of the natural stuff first, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that sort of tailors my approach. Does that answer your question? Oh, most, most definitely it does. It does. Thank you for sharing it with me. Oh. I've never had a um, holistic approach to my medical, my uh, medical treatment. Um, I don't think I was even knowledgeable in that area when I was diagnosed in 2011, initially mm -hmm. with ulcerative colitis, then transition to Crohn's 2015. I never knew about anything outside of biologics. That's it. Um, I was provided with an oral medication initially that lasted for a week and a half before I was in the hospital for pancreatitis as a wow. side effect. And then once you go to biologics, you can't go back to pill formats per what I was told by my gastroenterologist. So I'm just happy to know that there are other ways of getting through the process outside of going through the medical route. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. Yeah. I mean, like in my experience, healing is just, it's multifactorial. Like there is the physical part, but there's also the mental, the spiritual, the emotional, like all of those pieces play into it. Mm -hmm. um, and so I approach all of that because all of that played into my personal healing and into the healing of my clients as well. So it's never just one piece of the puzzle as far as I can see. Definitely. Thank you. You're welcome. Cool. Jordan. Yeah, I was, yeah, so, um, yeah, so what's, you know, so what, um, what do you think is, is, is the most rewarding part of what you do? Oh, without a doubt, seeing my clients transform me, like seeing them come to me, I, you know, I recently was dealing with actually a gentleman with ulcerative colitis, right? And he came to me and he was just suffering in a lot of areas, right? He was like, well, I'm not so bad off, but I'm just, I'm tired. I was a triathlete. I can't perform at that level. Um, and he was making jokes, right? Like, you know, like I have bloating, like, you know, I'm farting and like, whatever, like only us, we can make these guys, Yeah, exactly. It's just like, all right, let's just let this, I got to show you my pen. This is, this is my pen. So he comes to me and he has inflammation in his joints and you know all of this right and he's like I just want to live like I just want to live my life I want to be active I want to lose some weight um, I want my digestion under control great so we start working together not only does his energy start coming back and his digestion start calming down his marital relationship started to heal. Like they were in a major rift on the verge of separation that started to heal as he started to heal. His work opportunities started to open up. His chronic pain from a previous accident started to go away. And all of a sudden he's open to possibilities. Like, oh my gosh, now I can actually live, right? Seeing that and the, the amount of times that this man, grown man was in tears just touched my heart, which of course made me cry too. Cause I was just like, you know seeing someone get their life back in that way that they even dream of before, like that's the ultimate reward for me, far none. Awesome, thank you for sharing that, that's awesome. You're welcome. Thank you, Sharon. Um, 
for alternative uh, medicine, holistic medicine, what exactly is holistic medicine for everybody listening? Mm. Um, so the answer can kind of depend on the person that you're talking to. Honestly, it can be like a lot of different, a lot of different people. So I'll tell you what it means to me. Um, for me, it's looking at the body as a whole, right? So in medical school, it's like we look at the endocrine system and the circulatory system and the respiratory system. And it's like, it's all in parts, right? So there's the heart, there's the brain and there's the lungs and each one does its own thing. That's not really the case. Like everything sort of works together and everything affects everything else. Mm -hmm. So when I'm dealing with someone, like I said, it's like, it's the physical part, like what's going on in your body? How is your digestion affecting your mood? How is your mood affecting your digestion? How is your stress affecting your sleep and vice versa, right? There's all of these connections that come into play. And so I look at the big picture in that way. And I look at, like I said, like the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual, all of those pieces. How are your relationships, right? How is your work life? How is your physical life? Are you able to move? Um, you know, are you happy? Are you satisfied? What do you want to do? Like, what is the life that you really want to live? How can we get you there? Um, and how do we take what you have now and move it to that direction? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Also, I had another question about uh, the recent discovery of the possible um, trigger for Crohn's disease, uh, E. coli. Um, mm -hmm. With that, do you think that a possible cure can come from that? It's possible. It's possible for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely it's possible. Yeah, if that's all that there is to, I feel like it's more multifactorial than just that, but again, it's all theory right now, but um, yeah, that could certainly lead to more possibilities. Okay. Yeah. It's so different, so complex. Yeah, I was curious, Dr. Sylvian, so, you know, so if uh, for the folks listening, um, you know, how does like, you know, the consultation like process work, you know, a little bit, you know, like in the sense of people wanting to, you know, reach out to you, you know, listen, it's like, man, you know, this sounds you know, pretty valuable, you know, like, uh, you know, what, you know, what, what does that kind of look like, you know, as someone could be had kind of onboard somebody a little bit? Of course. So um, what I would do is schedule like, like a, an initial strategy call. So just to talk with them, kind of see where they're at, you know, where are you at right now? Where would you like to be? Um, you know, what's your history? Like, I like to get like a background history, you know, when were you diagnosed, all of those sort of details. Um, and where are you at and where would you like to be? And can I help you get there, right? So if I can't, I will send you on your way. I will send you to a different practitioner, like, you know, whatever, right? So we are crystal clear on that. Um, and then it depends, right? If you're starting at a certain goal and you want to get to a really, really far trajectory, that's going to take time and that's going to take space. Right. So um, being really realistic and honest about that is is part of how I work as well, because I've been there and I know how it feels. And yeah, so yeah. I don't play around. <laughs> yeah. As, go ahead, Renika. Oh, no, no, no. You go ahead, CJ. I, I was, was going to ask for, for pricing for the coaching. Do you guys, do you accept like insurance or like, how does that work? Unfortunately, no. Um, and what does tend to happen, though, is that people, when they do come to me, they see the value in transformation, right? So there's, a, there's another piece to this that I feel um, can be really powerful. And that is when you take a stand for your health in that way, and you commit to yourself in that way, uh, all of a sudden, you start seeing yourself change because you're so invested on every level, 
right? So anytime like you pay for a course or whatever, right? You're gonna show up every single day. You're gonna give your 100% to making sure you get all the results because you committed to it. And so that's that's the kind of commitment that people when they sign up with me that they come to me with and I meet them 110% because I'm like, you're all in, I am all in. Like I'm in the trenches with you, do this thing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're so for me, my question is, I'm a, I have a license in addictions, so um, I want to seek out therapy, right? Mm-hmm. And whenever I do, I'm looking like, I wonder how this is going to work with another therapist working with me with my challenges and, and issues. So I had formed this barrier around myself to where I would not allow myself to see a therapist right now. That's my own fault. It's me. Mm-hmm. I'm owning myself right now. So as a professional that has a um, background in, in, in medicine, as you do, what was the process like when you were seeking to find your gastroenterologist? Like, did you have any type of challenges? Did you ask them a lot of questions? Like, was there any uncomfortable, like, uh, barriers there for you when you were trying to go through the process of getting a doctor? Um, because I'm a doctor or just in general, you mean? like? Yeah. In, okay. Because you are a doctor, uh-huh. Um. <laughs> So you asked like if I was vetting them more. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was probably almost the opposite for me. I think initially I was very trusting, and so I wind I wound up going through a few GI doctors before I found one that I really liked. Okay. Um, and it was like then I found him, and he he actually saw me, he heard me, he listened, you know, he validated my concerns. He's actually let me cry on the shoulder, and you know, um, so it just made all the difference in the world, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, unfortunately he wound up passing away, God rest his soul. Um, I wound up switching to someone that he trained himself. So, um, so yeah. Um, and I like her a lot, but now I also know like, you know, how much is within my scope, how much is within her scope, like how much I need to rely on her versus how much I can rely on myself. And so I'm not hundred percent dependent on my GI doctor now. So that's kind of changed the relationship a little bit too, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing it. I didn't look at it as the opposite. Um, I'm going to utilize that as um, a carrot for me to figure out how I want to maneuver through my own um, journey with me having a, having a therapist. Everybody needs, I think everybody can benefit from a therapist. So I'm going to utilize that as um, a carrot for me to use, to use that, what you just said. So thank you for sharing it with us. Yeah, you're welcome. You're Definitely. Welcome. In, in your journey trying to become a doctor, um, did you know where field exactly you wanted to go into yeah before you were diagnosed pediatrics (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah I'm I'm five feet tall on a good day so I was like well at least in that field like some of my patients will be shorter than me (laughs) (laughs) plus I just love kids so (laughs) okay awesome that's awesome so yes 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 so like yes like what do you um you know enjoy doing and like you know you know outside of you know, doctoring and taking over the world. <laughs> taking over the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, um, other, huh? Yeah, as I say, yeah, just in general, you know, like just, yeah, just how's it been curious, you know, like, you know, what do you like to do in your free time, you know, outside, you know, hobbies, all those kind of cool things. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, I love to dance. Like, that's one of my favorite things. Um, I used to love hanging out with friends. Like, you know, pre-COVID, I'm not able to see as many people as I would like, but that's all right. Um, nature is one of my all-time highs like going to central park or riverside park or playing with the dogs that sort of stuff um i love cooking baking that sort of stuff too very cool yeah very cool. 
<laughs> is, is there, you know, yeah, I guess, you know, now that, you know, uh, you know, the COVID has started to lift up, you know, is there, you know, anywhere like, you know, if you could travel anywhere in the world, you know, like what, you know, like, or is there anywhere in the world that you would like to go that you haven't been or anything like that? Oh my gosh. Yes, so many places. I'm like, the last trip I took was to Austin, Texas last January, and I'm awesome. itching. Um, I went to high school from there. Did you really? I mm -hmm. loved Austin. It was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of like itching to go to a, either Italy or a Paris or Costa Rica or somewhere like just, yeah. Right now, I'm just craving warmth in a beach, so Florida might happen too. I don't I, know. I, I, I'm <laughs> awesome. I think we all are trying to get out and do something sooner than later before we go. Okay. They're crazy. I never knew what cabin fever felt like until I got this. In, in this uh, right. <laughs> yeah. It's something you said that was very interesting, Dr. Selvig. When you mentioned about the overall mind, the mind and body, one of our uh, former um, persons on, on the podcast came through and she indicated that her body did not get healthy until her mind got healthy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, coming up on uh, mental health awareness, I think it's the next month in May, I think that's something big that we as um, I call ourselves Crohn's and ulcerative colitis and inflammatory IBD warriors, we are trying to incorporate this healthy mental health space despite having all of these trials and tribulations. So what is some of the encouragement you can share to help people that may not know how to find their, their happy space mm -hmm. where they can thrive when they're going through flares and things of that nature? Oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's incredibly hard when you're going through a flare and you're, you know, you're stuck in the pain or the diarrhea and those sort of things. Like to find one little positive thing is like the hardest. So some things that I tell people when they're in that space is like, it's okay to ask for help, mm -hmm. right? We tend to struggle asking for help. We think you have to do everything. We don't. It's totally okay to ask for help. It's okay to say no. Like it's okay not to say yes to everything. And, you know, especially if you have a family and you have kids and you're running around, like you don't have to say yes to everything. Like at the expense of your health, if you don't have your health, you have nothing. So it's okay to outsource some of that stuff. You're not being a burden. You're just asking for your needs and that's totally okay. Yeah. Um, and to find one little, little, little positive thing, even if it's just, I woke up to fight another day. Mm. That's right. right. And sometimes that's it. Like, you know, I was able to just get through the day barely, but I got through, like, you know, not to win. It's that gratitude. Yeah. 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 It can be hard at times finding that gratitude though. Yes. Yes. One thing I do got to say, oh, go ahead, Renee. No, 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 go ahead, TJ, you go ahead. I was going to say that one thing is that one thing I learned in the beginning of my IBD journey was as soon as I learned to say no, mm -hmm. like things just started changing <laughs> for the better. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's so powerful. And that's something I struggled with too for the longest time was just like, but I had to say yes to everything and everyone. It was like, no wonder I was burning out. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. I learned that from my own personal reasons the reason why i always said yes even when i was going through a flare was because i did not want to be identified as a person who was not reliable even though mm. i was abandoning i was abandoning 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 <laughs> i was abandoning my own personal mental health and physical health mm. i had mentioned about my secrets kept me sick I was so afraid where, oh yeah, Renika, she's not available. She shout, you know, she's got Crohn's, she's sick. Oh, you know, Renika, she got Crohn's, she's sick. So I was like, you know what? Yes, 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 I'm always going. Then yeah. the end of the day, I'm the one at home in the bed crying these 
tears of pain and they like they see me as so happy happy joy joy i'm at home in the bed crying in the night mm -hmm. so that's why i always say yes i did not know how to say no with conviction and say it's okay if you judge me because i know how i feel you cannot tell me how i feel that's so that's why i always say yes to everything in, in the in the, the beginning yeah no i can totally relate to that like i remember literally driving to the hospital screaming in pain because I had to show up because yeah. I had to be like everyone else because I didn't want them to know what was going on. So yeah, I totally relate to that. Yeah, same, yeah, same, yeah, same here. Like this was in the to say that I was like, you know, that's like almost meeting with tea. Like, you know, I, I did not want to be seen you know, as a sickly, sickly person or whatever like that. And so, you know, so I'm not necessarily like a yes man, but I'm a I know I'm gonna try to be as you know like 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 getting a dumb guy you know tell you yeah. and so like I don't want to be seen as that somebody that yeah, they can't be depended on they can't be relied upon because yeah you know I'm sick or something like that and that's and so you know it's just it's just finding that balance you know and everybody's human and we're all doing the best that we can and and if people can't understand that you can't do something then you know you know they might need to uh, you know be helped to understand maybe a little bit more. Exactly, Jordan. It's kind of crazy. I was, I'm kind of like, I was the opposite a little bit when um, I was more reserved. I wasn't trying to do as much um, because I didn't know my limitations and everything. So I wasn't trying to put myself out there and push myself. So that was the first thing I actually learned to do was just say no. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. yeah. Having those boundaries is good. Right. I don't I don't want to monopolize the conversation, but I just have one more question. Because this is you're fine, you're fine. <laughs> so you um, being a Crohn's um, warrior, as I like to say, when you are having your own, um, when you were having your flares and have your clients, how do how did you get through your own personal process when you having your flares and had to go up to work and see clients? Like, what did you do? How did you work around those type of of challenges, if that makes sense. Gotcha. Um, well, thankfully, I haven't been that sick in 10 years. So okay. yeah, so I haven't actually had to deal with that situation. It's more like, you know, like, timing wise, and you know, juggling like those kind of things. Um, that's been more of a challenge. I would say probably that's more like during medical school, or training period, like was when I was like dealing with flares and trying to still show up. And that was tough. That was really, really tough. Like, I do not recommend it. <laughs> Okay. Now, like I said, like, you know, screaming in pain, like driving to the hospital, you know, locking myself in the call room and crying and all sorts of insanity happened. Mm. Yeah. Not pretty. <laughs> I, got, I got one more question. Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> all right. um, being in the medical field, uh, have you experienced, the, I'm going to just say it like this, uh, a spicy patient, like somebody who's difficult? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, how how did you handle that? Well, and I was a spicy patient too. But, you know, I can get into that. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> the, best, the worst patients are not the best patients. That's for sure. <laughs> um, difficult patients. Well, oh, I had some characters in medical school itself. There were some characters. You know, there are times when, as a medical student, you're supposed to go in and draw blood on a patient, right? So I remember this mm -hmm. one. It was like you're not drawing blood on me. And if I didn't draw blood, then I was going to get yelled at by my superiors. So I'm like trying to negotiate with this person. He's like, get the heck out of here. <laughs> or even worse, like, I don't even know what mental state he was in. Like, I don't think he realized that I was, you know, even training. Like, 
very stereotypical type of stuff, right? And I was just like, what is happening right now? You know, it was just like, get out and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, so there were some characters for sure, you know. Then there were the guys in the psychiatry ward in one of the hospitals who'd be hitting on the female medical students, like, <laughs> inappropriate, like all sorts of stuff. Yeah, for sure, you know, um, screaming down the hall, like somebody who is, either drunk or you know what have you and is like working off their alcohol stupor that gets interesting for sure <laughs> that story is like, yeah i know stress is a big um trigger for flares have you ever got stressed out in your job that it caused a flare no nah, never of course yeah of course okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, my, i was joking like medical school no stress there yeah medicine absolutely <laughs> 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 I stress myself into the hospital pretty much needing surgery. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. So you, you said you said that you had an ostomy or you still have an ostomy. Is that too it, personal that? It was able to be reversed. Yeah, I had it for a bit. Okay. Yeah. Got you. Um I noticed that in the Crohn's community when we say, Have you had the surgery? Have you had the surgery? Whenever you say the surgery, they're referring to, have you had ostomy surgery? It's like we're so afraid to say, you know, because I'm I'm a victim. I'm not a victim. I mean, I'm, I'm not a victim. <laughs> I'm one of those persons that say that. Yeah, I had surgery, but I'd never be like, what kind of surgery? Because it's, it's so much stigma associated around that. It was stigma around having um, ostomy surgery. Me going on two years now, I can really say it changed my life for the better. And I had to go to the hospital on uh, this month right here, had like the part of my colon removed. I'm still recovering right now. Mm -hmm. So that's hard on mental health and physical health. But you mentioned about getting your mind right and your body right, all that will follow. So mentally, I'm healthy. Mm -hmm. I, my battery is charged. I'm not crying. Physically, I'm kind of like, because I want to rush the process. But mm -hmm. just staying present in the now is what I'm learning to, mm -hmm. to do versus rush. Because when you rush things, you expect your life to be back to where it was and you probably made things worse than what it was before you even had your surgery. Oh, so um, definitely. Yeah. So everybody out there, the ostomates, hey, y'all, we good. Don't be scared to talk about it. Save your life. <laughs> but definitely. Thank you for sharing it, though. It's awesome. No, you're welcome. And I feel like some of that stigma is starting to break now. Like there's more, so many more people who are being vocal about it and, you know, all of that. And it's just it's not that it's, you know, right or wrong, but, you know, if it comes to that point and you need to have the surgery, like, it's totally fine if it saves your life and, you know, like, then your quality of life has increased, like, that's fantastic. If you don't wind up needing it, though, for some reason, and, you know, the inflammation or whatever is able to be reversed, like, that's fantastic, too. Like, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Where do you, where do you think, I'm, okay, my last, from my, my last question, I promise. <laughs> so, uh, lately, I have been seeing so so much information around IBD. I mean, medications on on the um the uh, television commercials. You have been it's been discussed more frequently now. Where do you think? What was the change that you think in the medical world that made IBD come more present in the forefront versus it being hidden for so long and not really discussed that much? What do you think, where do you think that change came from? Interesting. You know, I don't know if it's just like more patient awareness that has brought like the conversation more to the forefront. I feel like there's so many more 
patient advocates. People are more vocal about it than ever before. Mm-hmm. Like, I was diagnosed. I never heard of it. Like, it's like, what the heck is Crohn's disease? Like, what? <laughs> right. um, and so that's probably helped move the conversation forward. I know there's been a lot of medical advancements too, like with treatments and mm-hmm. medications and things like that. So, you know, it's good on the one hand, uh, for sure. You know, on the other hand, yeah. you know, I, I deeply believe too, you know, when you give the body half a chance and you give it the tools and techniques that it needs, that it can do deep, deep, amazing healing work as well. Mm-hmm. So that's one area where I kind of struggle a little bit when I see a lot of the, the drugs and the stuff being pushed, you know, right off. There's a time and a place, but it's just, it's a balance. And so I feel like, um, yeah, that's just kind of where, where I lie is more like, you know, like let's work with the body as opposed to working against the body and some of the medications can be really harsh and side effects and all of that. So yeah, valid concerns, right? So, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Well, cool. Well, Dr. Selby, I think, I think we're about to uh, wrap things up here a, a, a little bit. Um, I guess my, my last uh, question is, you know, I mean, you know, being a doctor, you know, I, I just know from people in my own life, you know, that it's no, it's no small feat to do that. And so, so, so for any, you know, women, uh, young women out there that are thinking about following your footsteps, do you, know, do you have any advice, you know, that, you know, that, that, you, that you think that might be helpful? Um, the best thing that I could say is to keep your mind open, keep your heart open and follow your heart. You know, um, for me, I knew I wanted to help people and it wound up taking a different path and it worked out for the best. So um, there's no one path, right? So there is, there is like the MD. So for the medical doctor, there's mm-hmm. naturopathy doctors, there's homeopathic doctors, there's acupuncture, like there's so many different areas of healing and wellness. And if that's what you want to do is to help heal, I'd encourage you to explore those different areas and see what really resonates with you and with where you're at and where you feel like you can make the most impact. Follow that. Cool. And, um, and last but not least, um, where can people find you if they want to talk to you and, and, and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is going to be the easiest way to find me. It's www.drselvi.com. So www.drselvi.com. There is actually a free starter kit, a free uh, Crohn's uh, starter kit on there that you can download. Um, And if you want to talk to me, you can just scroll all the way to the bottom of the page and there's a button that says, uh, let's chat. And you can click on that. That'll go to my calendar and we can have a conversation. Cool beans, cool beans. Um, and Jordan, Thanks. I just love that you say cool beans. I just <laughs> <laughs> so I'm bringing, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Um, somebody right. else told you me that today. But somebody else told me that today that you know that, 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 that they actually like me. I think that's funny. But um, and so uh, for for Crohn's veteran, um, and they, you know for you know every for you know, people that are listening, you know if you if you find value and you like you like what CJ Maniga and I are doing, you know, please like and, you know, and subscribe to our show and become a member of, you know, mean the world to us. We're trying to, you know, you know grow this show into a, you know, to a worldwide, you know, uh, global impact, you know, type thing. And so, um, so, so, we, so we appreciate every subscriber, every like, every share. Um, you, you can find us at www.cronesveteran.com. We have an amazing tea, Teespring store with Crohn's and Colitis gear. So you can, you can support us on there too. Get a hoodie, get a shirt, get a mug. Um, you know, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, we're on all the podcast platforms. Uh, you know, they, again, thanks for you know for supporting us. We appreciate you know, the love. And Dr. Selvi, Mr. Uh, Devon, thank you for your time. Too. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. Thank and, you. And wish you wish you nothing but success in, 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 in everything that you do. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Definitely. Have a good rest of your evening. I will. You guys too. Bye bye.